0: And welcome back to another Morrison Bowl A bit of a laugh here uh, It's what we always do to start the podcast I'm actually, I'm going to say this for the. I think this is one of the first few times I've ever said this I'm your host, Chris mm-hmm. Yes, you are Also known as other names that Tim will probably say in a second I'm joined alongside by Timothy the Tomahawk Manette How are we doing, Mark? Thank you, Christopher And might I add, you're
1: looking like Hashim Amla at the moment The cricketer, South African cricketer Bald head, very nice beard, it's getting longer and thicker everyone, so uh, I'm going to call you Hashim. Hashim? Uh, as the nickname for now at least, until the beard
0: goes. Fun story, that Hashim was, I and mean, I'm talking like 10 years ago, over 10 years ago now, that was my profile picture on Facebook oh, was I I actually a beard once. <laughs> oh that's good then. It, it, you
1: actually do look like him because it's, oh it's not a similar colour though is it? No, no it's definitely just a similar, not. It's just a similar one's, beard. One's red. It's just a good beard, it's just a good beard. I got a funny story for you this yeah. week, and not—it's not exactly funny. It's just a bit, bit interesting, but funny. But anyway, I was doing some labouring. This was yesterday, actually, mm-hmm. uh, and the boss that I was labouring with had a barbecue on site and thought he'd throw a barbecue for all everyone working. Yep. So I, lunch break or uh, I for it. for lunch for yep. lunch, uh, and I, being the labourer, was put in charge of um, lighting and cooking the barbecue. Now, the very first match that I struck to light the barbecue was a—I had to light a match. Pulled the, um, the hot plate off because I was able to get to it a bit easy doing that. Turned the gas on. I struck the first match and the bit that actually lit on fire, the chip came off the match head, off the end of the match mm-hmm. and it hit me. And you might be able to see this. It oh, hit me, it is a bit red there. It hit me on the eye and I thought it hit my eyeball but it, I reckon it singed the hairs that are just... So it's basically for anyone that can't see which is everyone except for Chris. It's like the bottom... Um, eyelid, almost mm. right on the edge of my eyeball, but near where your tears come out. Yeah, so near, the, close to the nose, yeah. No side. Yeah, yeah no side, no side, near where your tears come out. Anyway, it's quite red and it's really sore to touch. And yeah. I think because it, um, it's it stuck on there, so it was like melting. And I thought it was in my eye, and but of course I had to make no noise because I would have looked like an idiot to <laughs> everyone else. So I was like next to the barbecue, like holding my eye, trying to get a water bottle to squirt water in my eye. But anyway, it, it, and the the rest of the match. Fine. Just the one little chip that lit on fire. So, anyway, that
0: was my funny story. You should uh, talk to Hutchin Legal about getting some money from the I, should add,
1: some, I should add some safety goggles on, though. Yeah, true. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no,
0: I couldn't... I hadn't noticed... So, Tim was here. He's been here for a little bit. We've been talking soccer club business. Haven't noticed it until you pointed it out. And now it's going to be something that I'll probably look at the whole time it's, we talk. It's not overly obvious, because you've no. got the shadow of the eye anyway, so... But, yeah, it's one of those things that, like you don't see and when someone says it you can't not see it yeah yeah yeah
1: anyway a bit like your Hashim Umla beard hey (laughs) you can
0: still see that no matter what
1: Uh, anything interesting happening with you? not really just growing a
0: beard yeah (laughs) we had a trivia night the other Saturday night that was very good well for you (laughs) and me it was very good it was good but also the most awkward two hours I think I've felt ever It was and not because it was awkward as in Something bad's happening, you just didn't know what to do. It was one of the strangest
1: experiences ever, because, well, I'm assuming most people that listen probably weren't there anyway, but Chris and I were basically just talking at a laptop, because it was live-streamed, so you'd say something that I thought, I'd say something that I thought was funny, and obviously you're waiting for a reaction, but it's just a laptop, so anyway, you just hope that people are laughing
0: at home, and then you just have to move on. Yeah, and... The other people that were there, so it was me and my sister. Sister Joe was helping do the scoring, and thank you again, Joe. Mm. Because we're in the background, you kind of you want to laugh at it, but then you don't because you don't want to like interfere <laughs> with what's happening. So it's a real awkward feeling. And then, like I think I, I said this on the night when you're running a trivia night or when you're asking questions, because you're usually all in one place, you can kind of walk around and mm. engage when you have to move on from a question yep. because. The kind of chattering gets a bit quiet. Or it starts getting too loud, because you know then they're you now talking about other things. But we had no idea. So you just you read the question, then you're standing there awkwardly like, how much longer do I till I move on?
1: For all we know, the team that came last were probably still answering questions from round two by the time we finished round four, because we were just going too fast. Uh, I can so. say safely say that wasn't the case, because that was Tom Cool and his schoolmates. But they might have just... Had they would have had to have pressed submit because we were forcing them to basically on the live stream. He did come up to me at school oh, and he? say
0: that was the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> that it was good fun though. Very yeah. good fun. Oh, actually, well, because we're on the podcast and I know he, he listens. Uh, during I was taking a class yesterday, mm. year 10, his year 11, and he had exams and then he came He was just walking around and we're playing croquet. I was playing croquet or croquette with your year 10s yep yeah, with year 10s <laughs> we're looking at target sports <laughs> and then a few of them turn up, ended up turning into bocce like because we had yeah, yeah, yeah. so Tom goes ah uh, damn bocce am i am like, sure tell you what I'll put on an absolute clinic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolute clinic unlucky Tom uh, anyway moving on um yes
1: we didn't talk about what we're doing next did we uh, yeah we did well we know what we're doing next but we haven't spoken about the actual segment itself
0: no. So, do you want me to intro it while you think of it? Please you it. do, please right, do. So, this segment, we do have an intro for it. We've done it before. It's going to go in now, but it's a few seconds. So, anyway, let's have a bit of a listen to the intro. Who would win? And there we go. Thanks again, Brad. Remember, this one is a short intro. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I was so This is the one that's like,
1: who, who, <laughs> Yeah. Well, now you've listened to it twice, I've Yeah, there you go. I should have just done a live rendition. All right. Anyway, have you worked it out? Who would win? Let me explain why who would win is first. Yeah. we haven't done it for a little bit. Who would win is where Christopher and I, seeing them, we're the only ones here, pick a 1v1 from the club, uh, a hypothetical 1v1, and they are playing on a small-sided 1v1 game uh, to see who would win. The game consists of a pitch that is 5 metres long, 4 metres wide. The goals are half a metre wide, knee height. um, And we're going to call it an average knee height this week between mine and Chris's knees. Um, And what was the other rule? Uh, If it goes out, it's just uh, kicking off the ground ground uh, for one player. Otherwise, normal soccer rules, first to five, don't have to win by two. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, there was actually talks the other week about doing a... um, an older matchup from from past players, but I just thought just then we shouldn't do that unless we've got someone from the past on the podcast because they I'm here
0: so I can vouch well for I was outside. thinking
1: like old old days like a DK versus Al Murray yeah I
0: was thing. still around around those times I wasn't playing but I'm happy to to it for when we get because I'm sure they'll be back on the podcast I'm sure I'm They're, sure we will I'm sure we for will for their annual podcast
1: but let's go juniors juniors we haven't done a juniors one yep at all and here's my matchup.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Xander Grigson Versus Kiddell Betts Now these are two of the rising stars Playing They played under Was it 12s last year or 11s? I've forgotten now uh, would be I think it was 12s Under 11s One of the two One of the two yeah. They're about that age Both extremely skilled for their age mm. and Far, far better than I was at that age And you would know Because you saw me in the first year We played <laughs> soccer
0: yeah.
1: um, But anyway They're Very good and no no people, both the problem is that they're both got a very similar skill set yeah uh, they're both good with their feet uh, they're both reasonably quick and they can both shoot very well and both have a left foot they're both right footed naturally both have a left foot here's my input Xander has a background uh, slash genetics coming from his father uh, of a striker yeah because Mickey started as a striker before he moved to a keeper uh, Cadell has obviously genetics from Andrew Betts Which is a out and out defender So obviously here's what I'm going to say That separates the
0: two Can I can I stop you there Because I literally had a Well I was thinking of this as you were saying mm. Can we change the rules for this one game Yeah go on And can we make it a father son match The Betts versus the Grigsons she was. 2v2 Yeah we can Yeah Um,
1: Betts has already been on it though hasn't he no, Mickey's already been on it. Yeah, that's in a keeper all right. matchup. Okay, well it's, it's a second a, it's chance. A team, second yeah. chance. He's a club club games record holder. He can do whatever he wants. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to stick with along a long similar theme. Though. I'm pretty sure he listened, so we'll actually shout out to Mickey yeah. for thanks for listening as well. One of our four. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to stick with a similar theme. Mickey, it was obviously uh, traditionally a striker. Betsy's obviously a defender. I'm going to say the Grigsons are going to get up purely on the fact that they know how to score goals. And Mickey's got the experience now of being in goals. So mm. a little bit of defending in there. I, I'm i going to say the Betts have them on heart purely from watching Andrew Betts play in the last few oh, years because yeah. he's unbelievable. Not to take anything away from Mickey's heart because he's unbelievable as well at the moment. But I reckon that they've got them on the, the grit and just like charging at the ball. Grigsons have the Betts covered on passing and finesse. And that's what I'm going to say is going to get them over the line.
0: Thoughts? Yeah. I was just thinking, because I've seen both... I've played in the same team as both Andrew and uh, Mickey. Michael, we should call him. Michael. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing I find interesting is trying to score against Andrew is hard enough, generally. With small goals, mm. it's going to be harder. Mm. So I don't think I don't think, Cadell's going to have to do all the scoring for the bets if they're to win. Betsy might put one in, mm. but it's going to have to be predominantly Cadell. However, knowing the flair that Mick Mickey and, small-sided games and Mickey go well together. But here's the counterpoint: mm. knowing the flair they both him and Xander do, mm. they're open up to counter attacks yeah, okay. and shots from distance. Mm-hmm. And I think Cadell. I've seen him score a lot. I've seen Xander score a lot too. So I'm basing my decision on the fact that the two Grigsons, they're gonna be trying to score what magic goals. Probably. Betsy's gonna be at the back, just trying to stop everything. And Godell's just gonna get the cheeky the I call it the, the C noy shot. The, C noise, the tap ins. The tap ins, but in the small side of the game it's right from the back half. Yeah, where the team's not expecting it. Yeah. He actually would as well. Yeah. So that's why I'm going Bets five four. Gee whiz, well, we're split. We're split decision because
1: I, I don't know what the score would be to be honest. Five four, five three. It, it's going to be close either way. But I'm going to give my vote to the Grigsons So it's one one split decision, which means what do we do? <laughs> Nothing. We got a coin.
0: <laughs> right. well, we're not going to toss
1: a coin. Yeah, because we're, we're going having... to leave it for another week. <laughs> <laughs> what we that, do best. And that is who would win. That's how that works. We never have any unfinished business on this podcast, do we? Uh, Shower thoughts would be the only unfinished business I can think of, but we don't usually do things well, so yep. which right. means I don't get finished. Anyway, I'm going to give everyone a bit of an update on the Scotty Bray situation. Yes. Now, it has been long-awaited and much promised. I don't know if that's technically a <laughs> saying, uh, but... Finally, we have played one prank on Scotty Bray uh, in person. One in-person prank. We obviously had the mail prank where I sent Scott the um, expired—what uh, were they? Vouchers for a for a massage, I think.
0: Yeah, somewhere.
1: Something I got for a birthday present a while ago that expired without me realizing. Uh, never heard anything from him. But mm, Scotty Bray, unfortunately, not unfortunately for him. Uh, he was at my house doing a bit of plastering, actually. Uh, this was last week. Beginning of last to S- week. SB Plastering. She to SB Plastering, one of the sponsors of the podcast, but we, we like the business, SB Plastering. We don't like the person, Scotty Bray. is the podcast enemy. But still good. good but a very good plasterer. Mm. <laughs> and, and actually, here's a, actually a legitimate plug for him. My mum was obviously there because I saw Scott in the morning before I left for work. Mum was there with him most of the days while he was working and she said he's an extremely nice boy. So, <laughs> um, Which... It's a fair bit coming from my mum because she doesn't like tattoos and Scott's got tattoos. Anyway, (laughs) he he is a good plaster. But we got revenge. Scott was working over two days. I saw him in the morning of both of those two days. Now, the first morning, he actually thought I was going to prank him because I offered to make him a coffee before I left for work. Yeah. And he thought I was going to put something in the coffee, but I didn't. And I thought about this very cleverly. Made him a legit coffee, earned his trust. Yeah. He left his tools there overnight. So when I got home from work the first day, what I did... Sought out through Scott's tools, found his tape measure, put his tape measure in uh, a ziplock bag, I put that ziplock bag inside another ziplock bag, because I didn't actually want to destroy his stuff, (laughs) Uh, I then filled a tub uh, with water, tape measure in the tub, chucked it in the freezer, and then in the morning, obviously, he had a frozen tape measure. Now, I filmed when I gave Scott the tape measure, and I'm sure we can chuck that up on the Facebook page, hopefully, I just got to ask Scott for permission. Um, but (laughs) it was a very funny reaction. So I walked up to him with a plate with this cube of ice with his tape measure inside it. And he just looks at me because he thought it was just nothing. He looks at me, he goes, what's that? And I I said, um, something along the lines of, this is yours. And he looked at and he goes, that's one of my tools, isn't it? And he looked closer and goes, it's my tape measure. (laughs) And then he just thought of seeking revenge immediately after because he just goes, unlucky for you, just means I'm going to be here for longer. (laughs) But we got the first prank, and he didn't actually get to use it the whole day. He messaged me at the end of the day and said that he he put it on. We have heated tiles in my parents' bathroom. They live in luxury. Uh, He put it on there, and it slowly melted throughout the day. So, first prank, though. Well done. Tick. And we move on.
0: We move on. Uh, So, just a quick shout-out to our sponsors and also for the trivia night. Thank you to those that came to the trivia night. It was Well, as we said, we think it was good fun. We hope you had fun. Uh,
1: we did actually get one bit of feedback, and that was from Steve Dempsey, who yep. sometimes listens to the pod. Shout out to him, positive. So thanks, Dempsey. Probably just making us feel good about ourselves, but <laughs> um,
0: yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and we will continue to put out stuff a week and donate for, because that's usually a fundraiser for our sister club in Colombia, Acevedo. So we haven't done that yet. We'll make sure we get onto that yes. uh, in the next couple of days. In saying that, I said the next couple of days on the night, and we still haven't done it. To be
1: fair, it is a quite a busy time at the moment, yes. which
0: Chris is about to tell us why. Yes, so we are gonna return to training on the twenty fourth of June. That is official. So that is next Wednesday. So exactly a week from today, we'll not be from when you're listening, no, no, not a from week from listening. when we're uh, saying these words. Yes. Potentially, probably, I'll probably have a put it up tonight. Oh, there we go. So if you listen to it before midnight because you've got nothing else to do, probably go get a job. Yeah, <laughs> don't listen to the podcast. Uh, but yes, we're well, welcome back. And the added news to the training the new uniforms came in the other day. Thank you to Hutchison Legal, who have been sponsoring for years, <laughs> and for Biodesign Holistic Health. For helping to sponsor the new, the new uniforms. Mm-hmm. They look great. They actually do. I am
1: at Chris's house right now, and before we started talking, I asked to see one. He said, no, you're not allowed to, because they're precious. Uh, but hopefully I'll get to see one after we finish recording. Uh, but yeah, pictures look fantastic. And our sponsors. tell you what, sponsor the Moorabark Baptist Soccer Club, because you get about a 1,000 shout-outs on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but to no, our four listeners. We do thank them, and we're looking forward to potentially wearing them this year Yeah We're hoping It's looking promising um, But Have we got any more details About training That we want to mention
0: No So just the Kind of usual thing So uh, It'll probably be Roughly the same time Keep an eye on that Because we might have to change Some of the, the Starting times Just uh, With the crossover Between juniors and seniors yep. So And limitations What we have Yep uh, But yeah Other than that Just make sure When you do come to training You stay in your car Until someone gives you the all clear, and then you just need to sign up as well. Um, like, you need to go see the person to put your name and details in just so I've got record uh, something that we have to do. Yep, and we want to follow that because we want to do the right thing by everyone. Um, yep, and expect
1: things to be a little different, I suppose, um, for anyone that listens before training. Um, and as much as you can, I mean, try and help us out. If yep. you can bring stuff like your own hand sanitizer and do that, please do obviously bring drink bottles of your own, all that sort of thing. Um, If you can hold off from going to the toilet, like go before training so that we don't have to to clean the toilets at all if no one uses them, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like that, but yeah, anyway, just be prepared, I suppose. Everyone sort of gets it. Beautiful. Shall we uh, go on to my personal favourite segment?
0: Yes, it should become your new favourite segment. Shower thoughts. A bit of an effect there.
1: All right. Got a couple ones for us this week, Christopher. Yes. First one. Our hands. Our Correct. Hand, so, our hands have... have two finger- of them. We do have two of them. Uh, our hands have fingertips. Mm-hmm. Yet we don't... Our toes, sorry,
0: don't have toe tips. Yeah. Yet we can tiptoe. That's interesting. It, English is a funny system, isn't it? Uh,
1: a lot of these shower thoughts have revolved around the English language recently. Um... But that one got me. That one got me good. I actually, to be fair, I read that one this week. Yeah. Uh, and it did but baffle me. But it's still
0: a shower thought Because that's something that now, probably the next time I'm a shower, I'm probably going to think about that and be like, why is that?
1: I'll tell you what, th- thinking in the shower is actually such a good thing. Mm. Usually, obviously, you think about planning the tomorrow out or something useful. Something out. useful. Stop thinking about useful things. Yeah. Start thinking about the things that we're mentioning on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, next one. How do our brains remember that we've forgotten something? but they can't remember what that something is. How does that work? I, I like it how a lot of those are questions as well, but they're not actually questions.
0: <laughs> but they're thoughts. A lot of it's questions just are just thoughts. Thought. It's just a thought.
1: Blew my mind. Right, let me go with one more because uh, I haven't got much of a list anymore. <laughs> I need to write some more down. Uh, but here's a, this is another one that baffled a few people. When I said baffled a few people, it baffled me. Uh, when a towel has absorbed its full capacity of water but there's still water on the ground. So say there's a puddle. Yeah. Uh, Has it failed to do its job or has it succeeded? It's a cool question. I could argue for both. You could argue for both. Just let me paint a bit of a picture. puddle on the ground. You go, oh, there's a puddle on the ground. I better mop it up. Let's say it's a big puddle. You grab your normal bath towel that you would use to dry yourself after a shower. You put the towel down in the water, obviously it's, a, it's absorbing water, absorbing water, until the, the towel's completely soaked, but there's still water on the ground. Do you go, well done, towel, you've served me well, <laughs> or do you go, towel, there's still water on the ground, what are you doing with yourself?
0: I think you say, well done, go rinse it out and go, go again. But it's the... It's like you, the second half. It is, I suppose it's like the second half, but... Here's the thing, when, you, when your
1: towel's fully soaked yeah. with water, and you know how you do the old twist to squeeze out some water, it doesn't really soak much more up. True. Have you thought about that? That's yeah. another show I thought of that, I just thought about it just then. So if you have a dry towel, you can you can make it completely soaked, but if you have, and then, oh, it's blowing my mind, <laughs> but then if you twist the water out of that completely soaked towel, it's, it's like it's not reusable for a little bit.
0: Interesting interesting thoughts anyway interesting interesting shower thoughts Uh, just stumbling over words
1: another week another shower thought you know what I reckon next week we give shower thoughts a rest (laughs) so you can (laughs) 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 so you can have more time to write some more down and I want you to hold me
0: while we Put segments on the shelf Usually Because we run out of ideas Run so. out of
1: content I want you to hold me uh, Accountable to this Chris Next yep. week we're, we're launching a new segment Launching a new we're segment launching actually. a new ah. segment I'll tell you about it After the pause. <laughs> <laughs> Alright Very good Very good Alright let's move on again Now uh, Last week We missed a week Didn't we? It
0: was kind of a week and a half yeah. Week and a half
1: But I mean there's no uh, Football on at the moment Or mm-hmm. soccer I should say So you uh, can't expect us to bring one out of anyway, last time we had the podcast uh, I shared a little bit about what's been going on with me uh, for the past couple of years and I suppose yeah, some of the struggles uh, that's come along with that this week Christopher is going to share a little bit about um, some stuff that he's been learning at the moment recently um, and some stuff that God's been bringing to um, to his heart, laying on his heart to
0: develop in is that a good yeah. word to use? yeah, it's part of it I guess it's one of those things that, uh, so you just threw the handball to me there. Uh, <laughs> kind of when we, we started this series, um, and that's the idea we're going to probably go into it a little bit more in future weeks as well, um, looking at the kind of ideas is trials and, and things we go through. There's a lot happening in the world, and that's kind of what sparked, I guess, these conversations uh, with us, and, and you shared last week on injuries and it. And you mentioned last week there was something that was quite interesting to me that you know about, but it's rarely actually brought, is that idea Mm. of it being relative. And that can change for every person, even even though it might be the same situation. So you were talking about injuries, and we often joke on the podcast that I'm perpetually injured. However, the injuries I've had are ones that have never fully stopped me from playing. It makes it more challenging and difficult but I've been able to, to keep playing. So for me, injuries haven't had as much of an impact. In a way, it's actually almost been a bit of a blessing and because the one kind of semi-big injury I had, which was just growing pains, actually brought me back to Maroolbark, which I think was really helpful in my faith, whereas otherwise I could have stayed trying to see where I could go uh, higher level with soccer, which was something that I was interested in at the time. But I wasn't able to keep up, uh, i mentioned that in previous episodes before that I just couldn't keep up with what was asked of me um at that level trying to play that top end level so yeah came back and, and just wanted to play for fun again and so I really enjoyed playing rule so for me it's almost in a way been a bit of a, a benefit but I guess the thing that when I was thinking about well, obviously we've been through trials and and all that some of the ones that I've not only facing at the moment but the biggest ones that I've probably faced that I've found the most challenging, is this idea of waiting and being patient, um, particularly when you're not sure what's happening in the future. So, I'm not a big... You can hear from our podcast. I'm not a like a small, finer detail planner. I thought you were going to say planner at all, because neither of us are, are that. I'm not big at that either, but... Mm. I do generally like to have at least a bit of an idea of big picture stuff I'm not I'm decent at big picture we've got to give that so then people don't overthrow me as the president (laughs) of the club or both of us (laughs) in any sort of position of leadership yeah sorry yeah but I've never been really big on that finer detail of what's happening in between and so like I'm the thing that she'll be right We'll, we'll get to that end point Wherever it is, and generally you kind of have at least an idea of what that empire in part might look like, um, but there's been a couple of times, some as recently as uh, the past couple of months, others many years ago, where I haven't, I didn't know where that endpoint was, hmm. um, and I found that really challenging. Um, so a couple of, uh, I guess. I'll go back to probably the first time I noticed that. Um, was going a long way back now. It was in year 11. Um, Dave and brother spent a year in Colombia. He was on mission trip. And that year, I just had real troubles at school. Um, not so much academically, socially. Um, there's just some things happened. And, and I found that a real challenge. And that actually put me... That started putting some seeds... In my life that I still struggle with to this day a little bit um with things that, are, that have happened and it's about that not knowing when is it going to end I had these issues I was like when is this going to end for me um at the time I does days and this is going to become as a shock to mum and dad because I don't think I've ever actually told them but There was a couple of days where they didn't know I didn't go to school like being just up the road, mum and dad had already left, and mm. I just woke up and like, no, I don't want to go to school today, and, and stayed home. Because um, I didn't want to bear and, and face what was happening there. And so I reckon I spent most of that year wondering and trying to, be like, well, what, what are you doing here, God? Like, what's, what's happening? Trying to have that faith and trust that whatever it is, is gonna work out all right was hard, um, having to wait for when that's going to be, be patient and understand and be like, oh, I'm just going to get through this. And so that was a, a tough year and by the end of the year and year 12 was was fine. That um, was pretty well back to normal. Skip forward a couple of years um, and I was working at a hardware store at the time um, and then just Knew knew it was something that I was happy to do, at the time. But it was never going to be a career for me. Um, being early twenty, mm. or twenty twenty one, I think I started when I was nineteen there. But I knew it was never going to be a career. It was good for for a job for for the meantime, help pay bills, etc. So I started trying to think about well, what do I want to what do I want to do career. Start thinking about. I did TAFE after after uni after high school, that was good but never really wanted to get into uni, didn't feel excited by the thought of it or going back to study or even the financial side of having to mm. afford it, all that that came with it. So I was originally thinking, oh, let's go into the, the trade sector, that was that, that's, makes sense, You can get a good career out of it, get a lot of skills, etc. cetera. Um, and then got into the process of looking into plumbing and quit my job. Um, at the hardware store, because I was worked out that yep, I had a guy that was taking me on. Started doing that for a couple of weeks, um, and then unfortunately things happened, and I got a call from the boss, and he's like, "Yeah, now I've only got two more weeks' work for you, and that's it." And I thought, oh, well, that's uh, yeah, I of like bit down to so like. I prayed for a couple of months leading up to it and be like, is this where I'm supposed to go? And I felt like everything seemed to point that way. And then all of a sudden to have that door, I guess, slam shut pretty abruptly was a real shock. And then when I'm like, oh, what do I do now? So I called up my old work um, because I knew that they hadn't had, even though I gave them the week's notice before I finished up, they hadn't actually found someone yet when I caught them up they'd found just found someone to take that job so that was a yeah a very interesting few months because like just all this happened and I went fortunately I was able to keep I worked Saturday mornings for a couple of months but yeah I was back in that stage of well what's happening like thought I had this idea and everything and i just had to kind of wait i was applying for jobs but i was kind of now at the stage where you almost it's hard to get into the casual jobs because i didn't have them leading up so i didn't start when i was 16 so i didn't have those connections already in there So try and get in there you're older have to pay you more Mm. a lot of those type of things so i spent six months just at home applying but not getting anything and that really threw me again um not knowing what to do. And I spent a lot of time, well, I wasn't great at this, particularly during that time, of actually praying and trying to to seek it. I guess similar to what you were kind of sharing last week is that bit of woes to me, feeling kind of down in the dumps and, mm. and not knowing what was happening and what to do. And then a couple months go on and get a bit of a, I guess, a light, or a bit of a shining light, so to speak, in that, the person who took my job um, at the hardware the store, he was only going to be there for a couple more months. And so then they called me like, hey, do you want to come back? And I'm like, yeah, that obviously because I wanted to do something and also needed a bit of money. I was like, yep, yeah, great. Um, but I was also honest with them and saying, I'm happy to come back for now, but it's not going to be a extremely long-term thing. Um, and so it's been a couple of months trying to figure out while I was working, um, what was happening, still not having any idea of that big picture and just having to wait and be patient, then, which was very difficult in itself, because you you almost try and force things, um, Mm. try and force looking for jobs and decisions, you don't think clearly because you just, you don't want to wait because you just want to know, um, even though you could wait for, if you knew what it was, you potentially could wait, but. That's what I felt, and then just felt a random thought. Oh, let's I love PE, I love sport. Let's play at uni and just see what happens, and not expecting anything of it because I wasn't great in terms of uh, a <laughs> inter school or yeah, I was it inter school back then? Um, but just waited because that was you have to you'd know or people that have gone through that process takes months before mm. after before you do your entry and then you get offers particularly as a mature age student you don't necessarily get them straight away um, and funnily enough I was on a, went on a missions trip that year um, to to Colombia and the day uh, so we got there on like Friday or something like that we went to a, a local church on a Sunday and the pastor of the church comes up and and says, does anyone want to come and share? And kind of everyone looked around, did that usual thing. No one was saying, I'm like, well, yeah, all right, guess I can. And so I kind of shared about what was happening that year. And then I think I've said this a couple of times to different people, but that was probably the first time I actually verbally said, and what didn't plan it, it just kind of happened. Like I've got no idea what God's planning for me. But I'm willing to trust him and wait on whether it is. And literally the next day, I get an email offering me a position at uni to go do this. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. So in that in that year and a couple of years after that was probably the probably the, some of the best things that happened to my life with people coming into my life and with various things happening. That was probably some of the best times that I had however it didn't necessarily feel like it when you're waiting mm-hmm. and having to be patient and again now as you think of what's kind of happening in the future because um, it there's kind of always other things that I've wanted to do in the past um both sport and other things and other interests and I'm still kind of in that I'm in that process now of having to wait, um, which I'm happy to, I'm a lot, now I'm a lot more happy to do than mm. what I was back then, but it is still very challenging because you, there's something that you kind of want and you might want it there and you want to know what that is and, and you want to see it or you might actually see it, but still having to wait for it is, it is challenging. Um, so yeah, I guess for me, the, the thing i found when you are, if you have troubles with That waiting that patience is kind of just being open and saying yeah i'm struggling like and having to say look talk to god about it and be like i'm really struggling to know what to do how to act how to Mm. do whatever um but you kind of just have to take that faith and just i'm trusting you whatever that is that's going to be difficult but there's not really much you can do mm. so yeah no thank you
1: well a couple of questions I suppose Yeah. obviously when you're waiting I always found, found in um, periods of my life where you're stuck in a waiting period where and I know what you mean when you say you just want to make things happen and yeah. you try and force things a little bit but I always find that um, in that period of time is when you do a huge amount of learning and you either mm. learn I suppose in a good way in terms of you learn good values and, um, and it um, can improve your character as a person, uh, but it can also turn some people sour in the waiting as well. They yeah. learn to be sour, they learn to be more impatient, things like that. Um, what do you reckon are some of the things that you learnt, um, whether you realised it at the time or not, or um, you, I mean you may even find out in the next couple of years, well, oh, this is something I learnt in that period or that period taught me how to do this a lot better. Is there anything that sort of stands out to you now of stuff that you learnt in the waiting, in the really tough stages of waiting?
0: Yeah, it's a a good question. Um, It's interesting, probably the biggest time, those kind of couple of key moments and even now, probably the people that you have in your life, that's probably who I've learnt most from, um, sometimes it's people that come into your life during that time mm. that you actually learn, and not necessarily, you might not even talk to them about it, but I don't know, I felt that the people that God have put in my life during those times, whether they're someone that I've already known and just getting to know better, or someone that's kind of brand new or whatever it might be, that they often have kind of unintentionally shown that. Mm-hmm. 100%. Shown patient, patient, which is weird because you don't think about it at the time. Mm. Um, but I definitely know that. Yeah, there's. I mean, and particularly when you're going through things, that's often when, a sad it is, and we make big mistakes. Um, those people that come to your life can kind of they don't always see that and experience because you might explode or mm. whatever it might be at, when you don't mean to, but you're just so worked up. Mm. But then the patience that they can have with you and help you through it yeah you actually learn like hey i'll this i want to learn this i want to be this i want this person around to help me through that and grow and whatever it might be and i want to learn more from i want to see more so yeah i guess for me it's been learning from people um i'm not sure if this answered the question directly Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned is to look to those who are followers of, of Christ who have come in and has been great examples for me. Mm. Um, yeah. No, that's good. That's really good. Um, so obviously, yeah,
1: like you said, people with experience can speak into our lives a huge amount and mm. I know you've experienced it, I've experienced it as well. Um, to someone because I know we've got a couple of younger guys that listen to someone that is might be in that stage of sort of latter high school years early uni um, and I was one of those people as well that is in a similar sort of position they're not really 100% sure what sort of yeah. path they want to take down and they might be stuck in the waiting um, what's some of the stuff I suppose that you can speak from your experience to them about how to handle that sort of situation that's, that's a big bigger that's question. A big question
0: um I don't. I, kind of part of me just wants to say, particularly if they've got a faith, and I understand for some people you can say and just trust in God, and if they don't have a faith, that's yeah. like that's just.
1: Well, there's two two more parts of the question. Then yeah. one
0: for one for one, one for the other. Anyway. Yeah, for those it, it's and even then, even for those that do have a strong faith, trusting God's still a hard so thing, hard. Um, so hard. particularly when you can't see what's happening and you're just hoping and you mm. want something to happen but you can't. But for those that haven't seen it. I guess you can't really t- experience it and you, you have to just try and learn and trust people mm. then. Mm. Trust those people being it. In terms of, a, I guess, a practical way is not to to put, and this is bad coming from a teacher, but not necessarily to put too much stock into how you go um, in terms of results. Now obviously you, I hope you want to do your best because you are well, a teacher. Yeah, that, <laughs> And we're also We're called to, to be whatever we do To do it Hope as if so. we're working for God yep. um, And so we want to do that So we want to do our best But I guess from my experience Is It's okay To not to know It's okay not to have Something in mind To have a plan in mind mm. um, It's okay to to struggle And be like I really don't know what want to do I really don't know what I want to do and to own that, own up to that, and not necessarily because it's a bad thing, but to start talking to people you might look up to, and just be like, I don't know, because they might have thoughts about, like, mm. they might see something in you that you haven't seen in yourself. Yep. And be like, well, have you ever thought about this, or have you thought about that? You like, oh, oh no, mm. I haven't. Or yeah. they might might almost give you confirmation that if you just talk into to them and just open up to them, they might see something in you that you haven't seen and help you and guide you in that. So, yeah, I guess from a practical point of view is to know it's okay not to and just talk to people. You might mm. end up finding that you're kind of a similar situation to me. You, you take the gap year or you work for a couple of years before you actually want to know. Because mm. um, I reckon... And this is outland maybe not outlandish, but I don't want to get in trouble for saying it. If you don't know what you want to do, my... My personal opinion is I wouldn't go to uni first year out if I didn't know what to do. Mm. If I wasn't sure, I mean you might, you can go and kind of test things, mm. but I've heard of a lot of people that have gone not knowing what to do, and then change course or whatever it might be, or even drop out about two to three years in because they're not sure. So again, I'm, tr- I'm not trying to be a downer or anything or be bad, but there might be times where you might have to think oh I'm not quite sure yeah maybe uni isn't Hmm. the best thing at that time maybe it's work maybe it's like not sure about this job looks elsewhere or whatever it might be
1: I get what you mean 100% I suppose another thing sort of just to add to that is try things out yeah try things that you're interested in and and I mean we're talking from two younger guys that don't really have that much experience anyway but um, I'm sort of going through that at the moment I know that I also love sport and everything and I have probably three or four options but it's just narrowing down what mm. that is and I'm lucky that I still have to do placement for uni which that I'm trying to use that exactly for gaining yeah. experience um, and I suppose I just want to add another thing on, and I can never speak highly enough about having a mentor or having mm. someone older than you especially if you're a people person and I know people in high school you get told it so much now like try and find a mentor whether it be someone helping you with your grades or blah blah blah, blah. like Listen, because that is so legit. And um, a, a, like a personal story of mine is I had to go to someone from my church that I looked up to when I was younger and actually just say to them, You, I want you as my mentor. Will yeah. you hang out with me? And I was graciously enough, the guy said yes. But like, if you have to do that, do that because you'd be so surprised how much people that are older that you know are good people and want to mm. like a caring people that actually want to invest in your life um, and it's so helpful I got one last question because I know that we're going for a little bit but so um, obviously I know you more so through soccer we obviously went to the same church but I know you um, as you're obviously a very good leader you're a great leader on the field you're the president of the club you're naturally a leader um, and and it shows with a lot of the things that you do what what are the thing I I'm trying to work out how to word the question (laughs) yeah what sort of leadership aspects and, and strengths do you reckon you gained from what your experiences are? And it's a quite a broad question, but from all the hardships that you've gone through, what's that taught you about being a better leader?
0: Particularly a leader. From being a leader. I've never really thought about, like, being a leader. Like, it's... In, in, in a sense, it's kind of just naturally... Mm. Happened a lot of the time. That's um, not something that I've set out to, to seek and, and do. Um, and yeah, it's so awkward, so of like people kind of tell you, like, yeah, no. <laughs> and you sound arrogant, but you're not trying to. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that, hence why I said you're you're a natural leader, and it shows yeah. because you 100 percent you're not the sort of person. And I know I do it a little bit that tries to tries sometimes too hard to be that person that's up front and like um, and in charge sort of thing. You never you never do that because it just comes so naturally to you, so
0: yeah, yeah, so uh, I guess for me it's a thing that I've found with my leadership and that I've tried to to do and still is a to lead by action. Obviously words help, but words only go so far, action's a, a big thing, but also to trust those around you. And build them up, champion them up in leadership skills as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like when I say, let's go from a on field setting, I'll, the way I like to kind of lead is I'll do loud encouragement. And I'm not sure whether you've noticed or not. I know I naturally started doing it, but then I worked out after a couple of years, I'm like, oh, hang on, this is something that I kind of want to do and like mm. doing. In terms of encouragement, I will yell out at the team and be like, yeah, let's go, we're doing well, and I'll give loud encouragement. But if there's something that I think that, because of the experience I've had playing soccer, there's something I think they could improve on, I'll go, go to them, might be like when the ball's out of play or something, I'll just go up to them and like, oh, maybe next time we could go, you like play the ball here or you move there, mm-hmm. and just do it as a bit of like, not criticism, but just being like a suggestion, be like mm-hmm. here's what. I think, from my experience, um, here's something you can do. So, yeah, from lateral leadership, I think it's being able to admit that you're not the best leader, that you're going to make mistakes, but giving the opportunities for others to step up. Um, Hmm. Yeah. Again, I don't know if I've answered the question or just completely made up a new one. No, it's good. I suppose that was more of a
1: get to know you more sort of thing and Mm. um, especially from a soccer perspective struggling to talk now you've got Um, my disease yeah I know Um, from a soccer perspective yeah like getting to know you a bit better and that's really good and it's good insight Um, and thank you for sharing as well because that's um, like you said off the top it's all relative Mm. like a a a big struggle for me might be something small for you and um, it could be vice versa but at the end of the day um it's good because we're taught to have I think empathy is the correct word yeah over sympathy uh, we're taught to have empathy and it's good to hear people's stories about their struggles because you get to know them so much better mm. um, from them and especially when you hear stuff that they've learned from it so yeah thanks again for sharing
0: oh, you're welcome sorry to the listeners it's gone a bit longer than
1: no nah it's you good it's always worth it when it's a good story I'm sure oh well I hope everyone can agree <laughs> <laughs> unless it's probably Chris and I talking then you're just sick of us yeah Nah, cool. All
0: uh, right, well, should we wrap it up? Yeah, we shall. Right, Beautiful. We need to get better at this ending. Uh,
1: that's that's how we do things. We always end in a
0: similar sort of way. Yeah. Uh, all right. Have a good week. We'll see everyone back at training next week. Well, we yes. might actually be able to do the pod at, back at Morrison. I just was about to say that as well. But you have to wait and tune in to hear about that. Uh, as we finish, Tim, what do you always say? Until the next time we see you, think of shower
1: thoughts and send them to me because I'm running out of content.